0: Welcome, my beloved family. Welcome to Heart to Heart. This is your sister, Alicia. Alicia Yahoo. And I have a very, very important message for you. Listen. Yah is watching over you. Yahusha, he who's called Jesus, is watching over you. I just want to praise you, Lord. I just want to praise you. You know, in 1992, I gave my heart to God. And it wasn't until 2006 that I gave my life. But all that time, he was watching over me. Why
1: should I feel discouraged, oh love? Mm Why should the shadow in my heart. Portion. A constant friend A constant friend Is he yeah, yeah Yeah And his eye Is On The Sparrow And I know he watches over me. Yes, his eye is on his eye is old, his own sparrow. Ms. child. So I sing because I'm happy Cause I'm happy <laughs> And I sing God's been good to me. God's been good to me. My God's been real good to me.
0: watching over you. I know when I sang that song, I said, God is watching over me. And now, that was in earlier part of 2000, and later, in the later part here, it is, Yah is watching over me. Our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Yah is watching over me. He's watching over you. And His Son, our beloved Savior, Yahusha, He who's called Jesus, is watching over over you. Well beloved, I have a treat for you. I have two wonderful true stories to tell you today. And not only are they true stories, they are miraculous two story, true stories and testimonies. Let, let's get everything set up here and the move. right. Here we go. Yeah. But first before I get into the verse story you know this is message is entitled he is watching over you Hooray! i want to tell you about my foundation you know i have maybe i've told you before i have a foundation called a hope for you foundation in nigeria it's in abuja nigeria and we just had an outreach at, at a village osaku village on in Nigeria on May 14th, led by my right hand and son in the faith, Apostle David Francis Enam. I say son because he is the same age as my biological son, 47. <laughs> and he is also my legal Godson before man, Yah, and the kingdom of heaven. Although I now refer to him as my son in the faith, no longer do I call him God's son, my son in the faith. You know, but I tell you about him. <laughs> he's 47, but he's been doing this a lot longer than I have. Hmm. We both have a heart and love for the poor. Orphans, widows, the oppressed, the elderly, and the and the hopeless. Not only in Nigeria, but all over the, the earth. It's just right now... This is where YAH has our focus for now. We hope to reach out to more countries in the near future. Let me tell you about us. We met supernaturally on social media, which is against my better judgment. (laughs) This young man living in Nigeria is requesting friendship And asking me to pray about supporting his upcoming conference. Now, how could I trust him? Why would I trust him? I didn't know anything about him. He was just a social media friend of another pastor that I met miraculously and had befriended also on social media. It wasn't my plan. You know, it took almost two years before we met face to face, but we had already began working together, trusting and loving each other like a mother and son. We have fed thousands of orphans, widows, and poor families together, as well as feeding them spiritually by teaching the word. You see, he has a ministry that goes out to the rural villages, teaching and equipping pastors and missionaries in the villages there with miracles, healings, and signs and wonders following them just like in the scripture. Apostle slash Bishop David Francis Ena is also founder and governor of Makan Ministry for over 22 years. He's been handling this can I say, this miraculous, wonderful ministry. And at only 47 years old, he's been serving and equipping ministers, evangelists, pastors, and village missionaries, refreshing and encouraging them by supplying teaching and teachers from America and Asia at these Makan conferences. It would be a five-day conference, although the Pandemic and sometimes financial difficulties shortened it to three or four days. But it is full of worship, testimonies, preachings, and teachings, so that these pastors and evangelists and ministers can go back refreshed and inspired being enabled to pass on to their churches and villages what they received at the Makan conferences, conferences held in Abuja, Nigeria. Yes, that's right. This is where, see, now this is different. This is where pastors, bishops, apostles, prophets, prophetess, evangelists, and missionaries from different parts of Africa come and receive from the kingdom, including gifts to help their ministries, like sewing machines to help the women start businesses corn grinders beading machines motorcycles, cars, bibles study books and other uh, tools, loudspeakers and financial help whenever possible and you know what they do <laughs> they are something else they also pay for all of the rural villages uh, send their missionaries and pastors. They pay for their transportation, their housing, food, and water while they're attending the conference. Now, mind you, it's no big elaborate meal, but it's food for them so that they will not be hungry while they're there. I don't know any conference that I've gone to in America, anywhere else, anywhere else where they pay for the people to come to the conference. And I'm not talking about a few, a few, I'm talking about hundreds, hundreds, 800, sometimes it's been a thousand, it's been more, but you know, hundreds come. It's really quite remarkable what this young man and Makan, the ministry he's over does. I don't know how he manages <laughs> this year after year. I don't know how he manages. Wait a minute. Yes, I do. It's the favor, mercy, goodness, and love called grace of our loving heavenly Father and Savior, Yah, Huah, Yahusha. Hallelujah. Well, I just want to give you a a little um, a little uh, testimony, you know, about that. So I'm, I think I, I need maybe I need to take the wind down just a little bit. There, I think that's a little better. So let me tell you one of his many miraculous testimonies. Once he was preaching and the set apart Holy Spirit of Yah interrupted him in the middle of his sermon. I'm gonna read. Uh, let me. I'm gonna read his testimony. Okay, we'll read how he wrote it. He says, "I was preaching, and I heard it so clear that someone was at the back door of my house. I paused, told Helen, that's his wife, and my cousin. I told my cousin to go quickly and check. And as he got home, a thief was at." the back of my house removing the back door trying to go in he was caught the neighbors came he was beaten and taken to the police station then he said funny enough i was preaching on the gifts of the spirit that that day this is real beloved family this is real you see when he is really real to you he will be really real for you let me say that to you again beloved family when he is really real to you he will be really real for you now this man is is preaching in the middle of his sermon, and he's a powerful preacher. I, I I've, I've heard him live, and and he was telling. He was stopped. He, the in, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit interrupted him, telling him, there's something wrong at your back door. Can you imagine if that was happening to you? <laughs> would would some people would just ignore it? I don't know why I'm thinking that, but see, he's so in tune with the Spirit, with the Kingdom. He knew that this was the father sending him a message, telling him, warning him. And he had to stop in preaching and call his wife and his cousin up and tell them what he just heard in the, in the, spirit, in the spirit. And then send his cousin off. And sure enough, there was the, the, the intruder trying to kick the door down. See, and it was in the back. Nobody would have known if his cousin hadn't gotten there. Now that's miraculous. How many of you have that kind of relationship with your Heavenly Father? That close with, your, with the Holy Spirit, the set apart, root, kadush, you call the Holy Spirit, you know, because He lives in us. I'll say it again. Family. When he is real to you, he will be real for you, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. There are so many other miraculous stories, healings. I remember him telling me, it uh, was going to villages where a lot of these places, they don't have hospitals, they don't have, you know, schools or anything, and one of the ministers of there with him, went out into the bush to use the bathroom and was bitten by a snake. Now, there's no doctors, no hospital. So, all he could depend on was the prayer. See, they they don't have that. They don't have the choice where I can go to this this hospital or this um, doctor's office. It's either I believe and I get healed or I die. Those who believe in him, others will go to a witch doctor. But these believers and they prayed for him and nothing happened to him he never got sick he was fine he was fine this is real our father yah has not changed he's the same yesterday today and forever it's just his children have changed so many of his people have changed to where they don't believe it they think it just happens in the Bible, and there's some that teach it that they don't happen anymore. That's the biggest lie sent straight from Satan. I have witnessed miracles, and these are true, documented miracles. Okay, all right. Let's move on to uh, story number two, another true story, and testimony. This is a true story of Psalm Zach. Or Zachary, Psalm Zach, Zachary. This is his miracle. Um, so I'm calling Staminu Zakari In 2018, I inherited this young man after the un- unfortunate, untimely death of my daughter in the faith, Pamela Yimi, her name Yimi, loving, lovingly known as Pastor P. Was really brokenhearted when when she was killed in a car accident, way before she was supposed to leave here. Yah did not do that. Heavenly Father didn't did not do that. It just so happened. I wasn't. I had. It was in my heart to tell Pamela, do not that she shouldn't go to this outreach. I don't know why. I said, Pamela, she loved to preach. I said, everything is not a good thing. Every good thing is not the right thing for you because the enemy is not going to offer you. Bad something bad to do because you know you won't do it. I said you don't have to go to every outreach, and she said, "Okay, mother, you're right." So, but in the meantime, my sister got sick and my sister died, and I was in America. So, I could I wasn't talking to her every day. We would talk and pray at night and the evening, but in between me coming back home, which is like a 13-hour flight straight, uh, and not including the time I wait for the airplane, so almost a whole day, shall I say, she, um, they were calling her because they really wanted her. She decided to go and do, go to that outreach and preach. And when I got home, and I, I called her on the phone, and she sounded a little nervous. She said, uh, hi, mother. She said, mother, uh, I, I I just finished, I, I just finished preaching, and, and I'm getting ready to get in the car to go back. I said, Oh, so you did the ministry anyway. And I remember being a little annoyed. You know, and she was saying, Mother, I I can't hear you. It was so, it's, it's very loud and the car is about to leave. I said, okay, well, call me. You know, let me, call me when you get home. Well, family, she didn't make it home. She died in a car accident. Not long after we talked, she was killed in that car accident. That's why I say, She left before she was supposed to. See, the enemy, she would lay hands on the sick. And people would, I mean, the sick would recover miracles and signs and wonders. She did many miraculous things. She was a powerful pastor. And, you know, the enemy doesn't like, he doesn't like Apostle Ina, David. He doesn't like, didn't like Pastor Pamela. and doesn't like my grandson. Don't like me either. And I'm glad about that. Because that means we're a threat. And she was just she was just out of place. See because when you leave the covering where the father has you, you're you're open out there for the enemy. I just do I say to myself, she was not supposed to leave it. She was not supposed to die like that she want to do something good so I say it again beloved every good thing is not the right thing it could be a good thing but if it's not what the father has ordained for you to do that good thing becomes a bad thing for you never forget that never ever forget that okay let me get back to I didn't know I was going to tell that story because it always kind of gets to me because I think of the last time I talked to her I was a little annoyed with was the last time I spoke with him. Anyway, saying again, I'll say this again, I inherited this young man after the unfortunate, untimely death of my daughter in the faith, Pamela Henry, also named Yemi, lovingly known as Pastor P. He contacted me after being devastated by the loss of his mentor. He referred to her as Mommy Pamela to make a long story short he became my grandson yes i inherited him he needed a mentor and i didn't know it then but i needed him too there are so many things about this young man that reminds me of pamela <laughs> they both talk slow sing slow and laugh slow <laughs> you know you know cuz i'm i'm really Energetic. I, I speak fast. I, I do everything fast, and they're so slow. If, for instance, like if, like if you're singing "Amazing Grace," it would be "Amazing Grace." And they used to, they used to say, "Can you pick it up?" <laughs> Anyway, I'll tell you one thing about them. They could pray the roof off the ceiling. Honey, I'm telling you. And they loved to worship. Pamela would call me on the phone. every Everyone, come on, mother, let's worship. And sometimes we'd be on the phone two hours worshiping. And then her son in the faith became my grandson, Saminu, Zach. He would do the same thing. we began to worship together on the phone. You know and we would do that unless there was unless he was having data problems on the phone you know didn't have money for data okay so let me just that's just giving you a little information maybe i don't know if it's too much or what so let me just get into the to his testimony his story it shows you yeah our heavenly father takes care of his own now uh zach lived in an apartment very far from where he was attending school. The name of that town was Spy, let me see if I got this right. He always laughs at me the way I pronounce it. Spy Adumawa state in Nigeria. Yeah, and that's a, a predominantly Muslim town. And I don't think not very safe for Christians. Well, one night Zach had a dream that robbers came into his to his house and he was attacked and wounded by the machete they used on him. They cut him up badly. He woke up from that dream troubled and was very concerned because it seemed so real. And that was about, he said, about 10 or 11 p.m. So he prayed fervently. This is what he said he prayed. No weapon will harm me. They will be blinded and will not be able to see me. I am invisible, invincible. No robber can see me. I want to read that again. He said, No weapon shall harm me. They will be blinded and will not be able to see me. I am invincible. No robber can see me. That's what he prayed. Then he went back to sleep. And then about 2 a.m., he hears footsteps and a conversation going on between a group of men, of a group of robbers in, in his corridor. And they were looking through his window. He said, he said he saw that it was about 10 or more robbers with machetes and other weapons that looked like ax, like an ax. And, and I quote him, I'm gonna quote him here. I saw them, but did not scream. One tried to break the door, but another one stopped him. He said, and he also said, he said his window was open because the weather was was very hot. So they were looking in, not through the window, but in the window. And he said, one robber looked in with a torchlight, shining a torchlight all through the room. And it's a small room, mind you. It's not a big room. He said, I was sitting on the bed in the middle of the room. They shined the light directly on me uh, and around the room and on the floor where my phone and my other belongings were. Evidently, they were seeing nothing. Because the robber, disappointedly, disappointed, said, there's nothing in this room. The owner of the room is not even inside. Now, This is going on while Zach is sitting on his bed looking at them, listening to them with the torchlight in his face. They then, the robbers, then unhappily left. Did you hear what I'm saying? They shine the light in the room. And when they say apartment, it was just like a room, a little short, small studio room, very humble room. With the window open, shining the light in, looking in. But they didn't see him. They didn't see any of his belongings. Ten or more coming. They knew who he was, where, and they were coming to do harm. They had their machetes and their axes or knives, whatever they had. Did did, did you hear that? And what he prayed happened. Let's go back to that what he prayed. No weapon shall harm me. They will be blinded and not be able to see me. That I am invincible. No robber can see me. Hallelujah. 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 He prayed it. He decreed it, declared it, and he believed it. And they didn't see him. Ah, ah. As I said, the robber said, disappointedly, there's nothing in this room. The owner of the room is not even inside look at Yah, look at Yah, hallelujah, now that was a miracle, right, yes, but but check this out family, this didn't just happen one time, but twice, yes, twice, the second time, it was about three or four robbers, they tried to break down the door of his room, his apartment, his room, but they couldn't break the door, and this, these are not really strong doors, but they couldn't break the door. Frustrated, they left and went to another apartment close to him, next door or something to him, and robbed it, and robbed that apartment. He found out about it because he was told the next day that one of the places, rooms next to him was robbed. I knew he had to get away from there. He had to get away, away from there, out of that town and that apartment. If he stayed any longer, I don't think it would have been well with him. I don't think it was going to go well with him. I think his life was in danger, just like Pamela's life was. He was saved twice. I believe Yah was warning him, showing him he must leave this place. And also the father, Yah put it on my heart to help him. So I did. I prayed for him. I spoke over him and into his life didn't really realize at the time I was prophesying that I wanted him to find a Christian older woman married with a place for rent close to his school in walking distance. <coughs> Excuse me. He told me the reason he was living so far away from his school was because of the price. The places close to his school were too expensive expensive for his parents to pay and besides that he said they were all taken there were no vacant apartments or rooms close by but after i insisted he started looking anyway because like i said i was afraid for him it's like i knew there were i knew that i knew it would happen again and that the next time would be fatal. He might not make it out of the next time. Well, family, guess what? Everything I spoke over him and wanted for him came to pass. Yes, much to his, much to his surprise, exactly what I spoke over him happened. And I have to admit <laughs> to my surprise. Also, you see, I have to remind myself Yah called me a prophetess way back in 1992 before I really knew exactly what that was. And I foolishly said no because I just, all I knew is it was something hard. And I just wanted to sing and dance for him. I didn't want to speak or, or anything like that. Yeah. Okay, getting back to the story. <laughs> all right. Yes, it happened just like I spoke over him. He went looking for an apartment, a room, close to the school he was attending. And the name of the town where his school was located, where his school was located was, let me see if I say this right, Jimita Yola. Jemita Yola, Nigeria. And there he found an older Christian woman. She and her husband had an apartment for rent. Just like I said. <laughs> just like I spoke over him. But another man had already applied for the apartment and was told he could have the apartment. All he had to do was bring the money. But for whatever reason, the apartment owners changed their minds. And beloved, we know what the reason was now, don't we? It was Yah's favor. It was the favor, the barakah that's called blessing, favor of Yah, our Heavenly Father, that changed their minds and changed their hearts. The woman and her husband even accepted less money from Zach than the other man was offering and ready to pay. That's another miracle. Later, they even gave him back 5,000 nera after he moved in. Nigerian dollars. They said because he was a student and they could also tell he was an honorable, what they called Christian young man, and he loved his parents and loved his grandmother. Me. <laughs> I told him to tell the lady because they were asking for the money and he had to get in contact with his parents and I told him to tell the lady his grandmother would support him if he had any trouble so she could trust him and so she could trust him and and you know what she believed him even knowing that the woman he was saying my grandmother wasn't even in the country that's another miracle well he didn't have any trouble and lived happily and peacefully the rest of the year until he was finished with school and went back home to his parents now mind you zach now known to me as Zakaryahu, as i am alicia yahoo he is Zakaryahu. mind you Zakaryahu and i had not met yet <laughs> he has been in my life now for over four years almost five years now and we still have not met face to face. But there is no doubt I am his grandmother and I love him very much. And he is my grandson that loves me dearly and has reverential fear for his grandmother. <laughs> he knows I love him, but he also knows I don't play. I put the fear in him if he doesn't do what I say, <laughs> you know. And and he, I mean, he's 26, 27 years old now and he calls me just about everyday. How many 26, 27 year olds will want to talk to a almost 70 year old? I mean, and and calls because he wants to and we worship and pray together. He's a wonderful young man. Like I say that's a miracle in itself. He is now an evangelist and prophet in my ministry called A Hope which abbreviates A H O P E abba's house of prayer eden eden stands for even eden translated means paradise it's a, a kingdom ministry in nigeria he is preaching the word powerfully he's a powerful preacher of yah casting out devils yes laying hands on the sick and they all recover prophesying accurately Many, many barren women have come to him for prayer. uh, So they have children, they want to conceive, and they have all conceived. He has also been able to tell a lot of them the sex of the baby. Again, I say, beloved, this is real, family. You see, when he is really real to you, he will be really real for you. When he is really real to you, he will be really real for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise ya. All right. Okay, beloved. I hope you enjoyed these true stories and testimonies here at A Hope. Here at Heart to Heart. <laughs> I hope Kingdom Ministry is the name of our ministry. We are here at Heart to Heart with Alicia. So, beloved, it's time that I say, until we meet again, Yah willing, of course. Shalom. never ever forget when he is really real to you he will be really real for you see you next time friends